Yeah, and he had. I don't. I don't get. I was told there would be no math. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. If you haven't yet, take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom, or check out the Phantom Podcast Network on whatever podcasting app you use, and uh, take a look at all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. Uh, though this week, you should definitely check out Death, Dying, and Other Things, uh, another show on the network. I've talked about them before, or just, hey, I guess it's one guy, but it's particularly poignant this week because he just just posted his uh, year anniversary episode, 12th episode of the show. It's a monthly show. They're all fucking fantastic. I can't speak highly enough of that show, so definitely go check it out. Uh, but until then, you're stuck with us. I'm Jack, and since my right is Jake. Running away sucks, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who's as ignorant as you right now. It's Mark. I'm also cute when you look at me from this angle. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched my guilty pleasure movie, which was 1968's Destroy All Monsters. And we'll get into that soon, which will be a lot of fun, but first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? My beer this week is from up in New Hampshire. It's by a brewery called Abel Ebenezer Brewing Company. Uh, Interesting. The, the name of this beer, it's a double IPA, is Victory Nor Defeat, and I chose it <laughs> primarily because it was the closest thing to a fitting beer that was in my fridge, but also because I feel like this movie kind of ends right back where they started. <laughs> it wasn't a victory, nor was it a defeat. Yeah, um, and, and also, before we get too much further, and I... So I don't have to splice in something like I did last week. Yeah. This podcast will have spoilers for the 1968 uh, Japanese horror movie, Destroy All Monsters. So Just in case you're Full disclosure worried. on that. Yeah, and, and on the spoilers note to that, uh, Jake, you're right. They do not destroy all the monsters. <laughs> they barely no. destroy one of the monsters. I don't even know if yeah. they do. Yeah, I, they don't. He appears in later, Monster. Does she? One, he, one of the remaining in, in, 20. Yeah. Toho. Well, no, the, the main movies. villain one. But in any yeah. case, Mark, what are your beers for these fears? Uh, <clears throat> I also went to the Jake School of Choosing Beer and just pulled something out of my fridge. As I mentioned last time, I have a preponderance, <laughs> a veritable cornucopia of beers left over from a bunch of parties we've been hosting. It's been a while. I mean, how many could possibly be left? <laughs> That's a good point. I am drinking Golden Hour Lager. <laughs> Notice by... how he doesn't answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, by Sam Adams. Uh, my my attack here is you know Golden Hour. This is basically like Golden Era kaiju movies. They both wow. have more golden in it. Mine was better. That's legitimately terrible. Yours is your face. What are you drinking? I mm. am drinking Sapporo beer from the Sapporo Brewery. That's uh, fair. Japan's oldest beer. It is uh, brewed in Canada. No, it's brewed in Japan. I think you'll find if you look at the bottle that it is brewed in Canada. It's all in Japanese. I can't look at the bottle. Yeah. It just says Sapporo beer and then a bunch of kanji. Maybe not kanji. Maybe the other kind of Japanese characters. That's I'm racist. not that familiar oh, with that's kaiju. Japanese as a language. Kaiju is the other type of Japanese character. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That You're was, welcome. That was a good joke. Um, I think I win this week, though, because, at Mark, you, you just did a shit job. And at least you I, no, it's a, a golden better. era, golden hour. They almost <laughs> rhyme. I feel like I did a wow. great job. 
Okay. Uh, Mark, maybe you can redeem yourself by telling us, uh, apart from this movie, what else has been rocking your horror world this week? Okay. Um, (laughs) He's getting lathered up (laughs) over there. Oh, boy. Let's start with the bad one. Oh, boy. Uh, I lost a bet last week. (laughs) Yes, you fucking did. It was Now, Mark, remind us what bet you lost. It was off air. Well, actually, yeah, it was off air, so tell us. It was off air. uh, Me and Jack over a bottle of rosé. We're That's conversing true. over how scary true. Rugrats was. Uh, a lovely a afternoon bottle of rosé. Yeah, uh, quite literally, so yeah. Goes. Um, and it came up that I thought that it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. So I bet Jack... Which I it, pounced upon. Yeah, just jumped right all over that. Now, in retrospect, I, it's Klasky Kasupo. I know that now. That's what I was thinking of. So I lost yeah. that bet. It was a stupid bet. I don't know why I made it. Wasn't it wasn't great on your part. Uh, I had to watch The Occupants. Yes, you did. Um, Which, you said I think you didn't seem all that down on in your HRR. It's a, it was my dark horse. And I picked my dark, (laughs) I picked it as my dark horse because it seemed at least unique. Um, No, it didn't. And it was found footage. Yeah, false, but. What about it seemed unique? That's why you picked it. Yeah, what about it seemed unique? How many other movies can you name where there is a parallel dimension happening in your own house where you are like directly fighting off against your evil twin? I'm glad you added that second part. <laughs> I can't name that many parallel dimension movies. That's not true. Or you're an idiot. But regardless, how was the movie, Mark? <laughs> well, it was terrible. It was the worst thing. I mean, there's a difference between... <laughs> There's a difference between this movie like The Neon Demon <laughs> that has like legit star power and talent behind it and still utter just impossibly fails to hit the mark. This is a low budget movie with no actors, no writing, no skill whatsoever in anything that they're doing. It was impossibly bad and I would wager because wagers have gone so well for me in the past, that there isn't a single person who set foot on the set who got higher than a C in a junior high science class. <laughs> now, Mark, I have uh, a question for you. Yeah, go for it. Is this a movie where they had, like, the yellow highlighter or uh, glow stick handprint? Yeah, the they, are painting, yes, they are painting the nursery yellow, and mm. the evil, whatever the hell her name is, breaks into their house from the other dimension, and gives them a warning by painting uh, no deal on a photo and then putting a handprint on her while she sleeps. (laughs) I should also note here that this isn't even, she's not even like drugged up or anything. Like she's actually, this is basically just a person putting a soaking wet hand paint print on your stomach and you don't wake up somehow. So listener, I apologize for him spoiling the movie right there. I know you were looking to watch it. And I'm sorry. It's, it's really not a spoiler. Extraordinarily unprofessional behavior. <laughs> now, Mark, uh, let me ask you this so I can continue to be happy in my choice of making you watch this movie. How did you watch this? Did you have to pay for this, perchance? I did have to pay for this, Jack. <laughs> I had to pay money for this on Amazon. Um, wow. Yep, you can rent it right now if you feel like watching this. Uh, just a few quick notes about the movie. Here's Here's some of the quotes from the first little bit. Some people even claim that once you cleanse your body, you can open up channels to other dimensions. She's talking about a diet that she's going on, just for the record. (laughs) Uh, It takes humans back to a more primal state of being where you can openly communicate with the universe. That's how they set up 
that's basically all you get on on how this is possible. It they invoke like it. they invoke the Mayan 2012 conspiracy. This movie was made this year, last month. <laughs> when was it set? Uh, it's not clear, but 2011. Uh, they repeatedly use the image enhance thing where there's like an earring on the ground and they're like, where'd that earring come from? And it's like a blurry pixel and then they zoom in and it's like a pristine 4K image. Okay, okay, stop there. Is this a mix of third person and found footage or is there a separate camera watching them watch their own found footage? There is a separate camera watching them watch their own found footage. Yes, yeah. yes there is. Yep. Yeah. So, Love it. Love uh, it. Good on Can't you, give it a recommend. Unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. How about the good one? Uh, yeah. I watched Here Alone, which I, I think is, this is typical. We got it in the mail on Netflix, and then I saw it show up on Netflix Instant Queue like a day later. Nice. Uh, this is one of the and other ones that I How much extra just... a month do you pay to have movies sent to your house when they show up on Netflix? It's like, stream? it's like $7 or something. Yeah. A whole <laughs> two times more. You could have watched The Occupants. Not even, actually. I'm pretty sure it was a $5 rental. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. <laughs> All right. So how was this movie? Okay. Here Alone. Uh, this was actually another really intriguing movie from, I think, two months ago, maybe three months ago. Uh, it's a zombie movie. Um, and you kind of get the sense from the trailer that uh, they're cutting between like what happened to her at the start of the zombie apocalypse and what is going on with her now. Um, this movie actually does a very good job... I mean, what what all good zombie movies do is they focus more on the humans than on the on the zombies. And for the most part, there's like three zombies in this thing. Uh, I mean, there are individual scenes where there's like a shitload of them in the background, but interaction wise, not a whole, like the movie is about the interaction between the main character and these two other folks that she runs into one day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it basically is. Honestly, if it weren't a zombie movie, it would just be sort of like a personal drama about like loss and whatever which is honestly what most zombie movies boil down to yeah um i thought it was i thought it was really great um great might be a bit of a strong word if you're looking for a tense emotional zombie movie i would recommend um the girl with all the gifts over this which i think is also freely available to stream on either netflix or amazon one of the two has it um if you watch the girl with all the gifts and you're looking for more in that kind of genre subgenre uh give this one a watch yeah uh, it's it's a pretty solid entry into the zombie franchise wow all right that's pretty high praise yeah i mean I, i'd give it a recommend um i think i'm I, I went with a six on the on the actual write-up of it so not like phenomenally good but definitely watchable and it, it does like it's well shot um all right it's pretty yeah i, I like that, that. Uh, I'm going to go next, because I don't have a whole lot, and I feel like Jake probably has more than me, hopefully. Oh, good. Um, we, we haven't pre-cleared this, so I'll just I'll just go for it. I've got a podcast recommendation this week. I've been listening to a podcast called Not Alone, uh, which I recently came across. It's a Boise-based podcast, much like our own, uh, except for we're only a third Boise-based. Both of the hosts of this podcast are actually from Boise, uh, or in Boise currently, that, I suppose. Good correction. Yeah, it, it's an important correction. Um 
But it's it's a really cool podcast about they they bounce around from topics, scary stories, supernatural phenomena stuff. Just they bounce around a little bit, but they're they're a pretty fun podcast. They have really good chemistry. This week they talked about local legends uh, of the supernatural variety of the horror variety from Idaho uh, and, and a lot from Boise specifically. The first 20 minutes or so of the episode are just about how awesome Boise and Idaho are, respectively, which was always good to listen to because it's simply true but then the rest of it they're going to be a total flyover state no one should go there <laughs> ever never go there stay definitely the fuck don't out. retire there also stay the yeah. fuck out yeah especially from california um, you'd hate it <laughs> yeah don't uh, but they uh talk about the the ghost at the old pen right the mass murderer who got hung and had to hang there for 15 minutes or whatever idaho's most famous ghost story they talked about the idaho city hauntings just a bunch of shit it's a, it's a really jack, cool just jack discussion jack, of what jack, what he, what he got hung he got hung phrasing he, they made his dick real big okay <laughs> then they tried to hang him and he got hanged okay and that went less well well when you're he has a much big. bigger dick than he has a broken neck I'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Um, was that a T-H-A-N yes. or a T-H-E-N? <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> In any case, highly recommend the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I went back and listened to a bunch of old episodes after I found this one as well on, on my, my commute to work, which was pretty cool. Um, like the show. Give it a recommend. Was not able to watch any movies. So that's what I've got. Jake? Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. I, so by the time this podcast comes out, we'll be in the clear, but I got my hands on a movie that as of the time of this recording is not yet out. Uh, It's called Killing Ground. We're industry big shots at this point. What's that? We're industry big shots at this point. Uh, We actually just know some industry big shots. (laughs) Yeah, They throw us a bone every once in a while. The table's One degree of separation. Uh, I checked it out. It's from Australia. This is a movie that is firmly in the fucked up people doing fucked up things to not so fucked up people category. If you want to add that one to the list, I won't hate you for it, Mark. This is a movie where a couple gets terrorized while they're camping in Australia, correct? That is pretty much how I would sum it up, yeah. It's exactly what happens. How much of this is just the most dangerous game? Um, 80%. Okay. 80% 80% of it is not the most dangerous game? Mark, no, you said that confusingly. No, he no, said, said right. how much of this is just the most dangerous game? Oh, well, then I just wasn't listening to you and assumed you were being an idiot. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Fair. both things um, happen frequently. Here's here's the thing about the movie. I, I'd, I'd give it a tenuous recommend because I just don't think this is going to scratch an itch that all that many people have. It's on the heavier side. It it pretty much is what I just said on the surface, but it's kind of about how things unfold. Um, okay. It doesn't do anything particularly new, you know, so that's kind of a downside, sure. but at the same time, does it really need to is kind of the question you have to ask yourself. Um, I'd probably want a little more. I don't know if I would watch it again. There are a couple really good shots, which is kind of starting to grasp it thin air, but there are a couple shots that I did find memorable Cool. Granted, that only takes up a couple seconds of screen time. Like I said, tenuous recommend if you're into this sort of movie. It's probably worth it if you don't have to pay for it. Let if me it, ask if it you finds this. its way onto a streaming service, go ahead and give it a watch. I'll put it that way. Okay, let me ask you this about it. Yeah. Because this was my thought during watching it for HRR, watching the trailer. 
they they get terrorized by a gentleman with a bolt action hunting rifle. Oh my god, it's going to be something about reloading it, isn't it? No, it isn't, Mark. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, you go to your Idaho your average Idaho campground. I was just talking about Idaho a lot. Mhm. A gentleman with a bolt-action rifle is going to be the least well-armed person by far at that campground. It's Maybe not the least, likely, but, yeah. but among the least yeah. well-armed. Yeah. Um, it is not uncommon to have people with AR-15s at, at publicly available campgrounds in Idaho, which, you know, as a semi-action rifle is... Man, is, is I, I believe this is in, would you say, Australia or New Zealand, one of the two? This is in Australia. Australia. Important distinction. Do they have AR-15s in Australia? Don't they have, like, really strict gun laws down there? You're thinking of New Zealand has much more strict gun laws, but Australia does have strict gun laws. Both are so, more strict than Idaho, which is but the I'm least just saying, strict. That just that's a thing that just I don't know. Is it, it was you're an Idaho person who's been to a lot of campsites here. Did that bother you at all, or just did that tickle into your brain, tickle mm. its way into your brain? Still no. I like I understand the point you're making, but it is what it is. Like. If you're out in the wilderness by yourself and some dudes roll up and they have weapons and they're going to take advantage of you, there's not much you can do. Sure. And also, just okay. going off of the trailer here, there, it's not like they were at a, like a campground campground where there were a bunch of people within earshot. They were in like some in the middle of the nowhere place. Yeah. And then at that yeah, point, they're... it's just if you don't have a gun, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's that's it, fair. That's, what, that's kind of my point. The other thing I will say about this, and I don't think it's getting too spoilery, but it, it falls into the what it would do right category uh, and what does distinguish it a little bit, uh, where I ultimately found it to not be that different from a lot of other movies out there, um, is it has kind of an interesting timeline going for it. The way it presents some of the material, particularly at the start of the film, had me guessing I didn't really know what was happening. Uh, ultimately, you figure it out, and it's just kind of cool from there on out, or at least I thought it was. So, eh, yeah, tenuous recommend. If you if it shows up on Netflix, which it probably will before too long, then go ahead. It's an IFC movie, so it'll probably be on there. Or Shudder. Yeah, it'll be somewhere. Go ahead and give it a watch if you don't have to shell out some extra money. Like Everything it. has to be somewhere. So that's the only movie I watched, but I will. I want to give a quick PSA because we're watching a Toho kaiju flick this week uh going way back into the annals of our horror release roundups we took a look at one that was coming out for a limited release oh, quite a while like a year ago i feel like uh talking about shin godzilla, Shin godzilla that yeah. you will be able to get on dvd at least dvd at least dvd uh like a week from the time that this podcast airs so if you're still interested in checking that out and you haven't been able to you'll be able to get your hands on it soon i i'm gonna do that so yeah yeah there you go yeah psa yeah the more you know dun 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 (laughs) that wasn't even close that was just the nbc sound oh that was just the nbc sound (laughs) (laughs) what do the horns sound like i'm done what horns Over at AdizyHorror.com this week, we watched 1968's Destroy All Monsters, which was a jack pick. It was a jack um, pick. Yes, it was. Uh, it was my guilty pleasure movie. What is this? What other guilty pleasures? Is this the first of our guilty pleasure picks that we've done? Second. We had Mark's. What was Mark's? Final Destination. Oh, okay. Fair and enough. we're yeah. not going to be able to get our hands on mine. <laughs> so True to yeah, my hipster we, form. We are altering yours. <laughs> That's going to happen in the future, listener. Uh, yeah, spoilers for future podcasts, but, mm-hmm. uh, 
But for this week, we were able to get our hands on Destroy All Monsters. Yes. And you know what that means. Uh, it was my pick, which, yeah, Jake, what does that mean? It means, motherfucker, there are 30 seconds on the clock. It's going to start when you start. You have to give us a Shit. plot synopsis. So Japan has sequestered all the monsters from the Godzilla franchise onto an island for safekeeping sometime in the ambiguous future, but I think it's also like right now. Uh, they also have a base on the moon. Uh, aliens come down and mind control all the monsters and the people to attack the cities so that they can take over Mount Fuji and hopefully the rest of the world. Um, eventually the people on the moon uh, destroy the thing that mind controls the monsters and the monsters band together to attack a bigger alien monster and eventually the monsters win and then humanity kills a fireball and we win. Yay, Earth. Time. Time. Ah, huh? Decent. For, some, eventually. Some props? Eventually, That's eventually, pretty eventually, good. eventually. What do you mean eventually? You you said eventually like 35 times. The record will show. Oh, did I? However, you covered I all the I don't recall saying that a single time. And apparently. <laughs> I don't watch the news because I'm a kid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'll puppet that sentiment. Yay, Earth. Yay. Fuck yeah. Earth. I picked this movie, I didn't, but I can say I picked this movie because in today's tumultuous political climate, we can remember that we're all human beings, we need to come together to sometimes fight aliens and monsters at first. This, but then whoa, when it's I'm going to have to stop you right aliens. there, friend. This is These are not, my political opinions. This is Jake. not the movie for that. Yeah, I think there's, you're thinking of Arrival. No, also <laughs> no, there's one movie for that. And it's called Independence one. Day. Um, it has the best speech in the history of film. We're going to live uh, on. I, hard to argue with that. That is hard to argue It's with. impossible. We're going to survive. Fact. It's not impossible, it's but it's impossible. hard. It's impossible. Ah, look, there's some other good ones. I let me let me just interject. Let me just interject. My only realistic counter-argument here, which is Space Jam. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do your chance. Take your chance at the Space Jam. I mean, the fact that Bill Murray's in it at least makes it close. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now We got a real jam going down Welcome to the Space Jam Close, yeah, but no cigar, yeah. Mark Can okay. we talk about what in the fuck subgenres this fits into? We're way off the rails here, Jack We should this talk is your about fault. something This is your fault Alright, I'm going first This sure. is a monster movie And I think we should, at this point, add a subgenre no. A sub-subgenre of monster of kaiju Monster, Because the kaiju, kaiju monster movie is a specific kind of monster movie Sure Okay, question for you Yeah Okay, well, there's actually a legitimate answer to this I was gonna uh, say, define kaiju So okay. go ahead and do that for the listener, first of all In case there's the uninformed out there who doesn't know what that means um, Giant city-raising monsters Typically Japanese, but like city-sized monsters that are breaking that's, shit. That's the important note right there, is that it's Japanese. Yeah, I'm actually, maybe correct me if I'm wrong here, but it doesn't, isn't kaiju just the Japanese word for a monster? I, I don't I think don't so. Know. I think that it's, it's slightly more specific than that, but I don't, I'm not initiated either. We really need a fucking producer for this shit. We do. Listener, <laughs> want a job it means, that doesn't it pay? Means, it means strange beast. Great. So here's my question, and here's the distinction that you have to make. Is a movie like Cloverfield Kaiju? I would argue yes. I would argue no, but it's definitely a tip of the hat to Kaiju. It, I would it argue does, yes. It does everything Kaiju does without being Kaiju. Question, question, Jake. If you yes. have a sparkling wine, not from the region of Champagne in France, do you still call it Champagne? 
No. Or are you the type of person who insists that champagne has to come from France? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Jake's what? big on French stuff. He defends yes, everything Mark, French. The answer is yes day, to your question. Day. In the way you phrased it, the answer is yes. Okay. Well, that's. I've gone down this road many, many times. This is like a fundamental <laughs> philosophical argument that we're just we're not going to hash out here because it just leads to people getting their feelings hurt. Mark, there yeah, are two types of people in this world. There are people. There are people. There are people who like monkeys <laughs> that smoke cigars, and there are people who do not. Which one are you? <laughs> I'm gonna go with not. I don't like monkeys who smoke cigars. I like anything that smokes cigars. They're my buddies. You're a douchebag, Mark. That's very un-American of you. Uh, whose turn is it next? <laughs> Yours, it's mine. Guy. It's mine. This is foreign. Oh, foreign. It's shit. foreign. That's fine. Nailed it. That's fine. <laughs> Jake, what else is this movie? This is Alien, comma, They Come to Us. Yes, it is. Boom. You yes, rarely get to use that one. Is. Yeah. Oh, suck it, <laughs> um, You don't... I mean, we just don't pick a lot of Alien movies on this show. You get to use it a lot. No. Um, this is a Supernatural movie. Eh. Not in the way that we've used. I mean, the word supernatural does, in fact, apply to what is happening here. The genre supernatural, as we have employed it in the past, has literally nothing to do with this. I refuse to allow you to use anything I've said previous to right now against me. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna call this movie supernatural, I vote we just completely remove that subgenre. <laughs> it's probably a good idea at this <laughs> point. Why do we have it? It's meaningless. Good good is this a serial killer movie no then it's a supernatural movie <laughs> yep that's that that raises a good question jack is this a slasher you know they like slash at the arc de triumph they slash it and it falls over wow do you actually have another category or are you just done at this point i have no other categories i don't either so jake you um i i feel like this is towing the line of sci-fi it is, in the way that, but you have to incorporate, so this is, what, the eighth movie in the Godzilla franchise, the original Godzilla franchise? This is ninth. Ninth, okay. Yeah. Um, and if you incorporate the stuff that's going on there, then I think it's inarguably sci-fi. Well, I think uh, but... I think all you have to do is look at the Kallax and their mind control devices and their advanced technology and all that. It's in, it's set in the future of 1999. Like it's a sci-fi <laughs> movie, dude. There yeah, do I, seem I to totally be, agree with you. There do seem to be laser pistols that just shoot bullets, but still sound like lasers for some reason. Yeah, and there's one laser that <clears throat> fails to cut apart a plastic bit for I don't know 11 straight minutes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it falls about. Six inches. It's kind of <laughs> the most this. anticlimactic <laughs> thing in the world. But yeah, this is a sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. Great. Tenuous, but I'll give it to you. So I, again, I think if you if you incorporate the prior <laughs> franchises stuff, it's inarguable. I think it's sci-fi anyway, but I think it's, it's inarguable if you incorporate the franchise. It's sci-fi for sure. It's also Question. Home, it's also home invasion, dude. They invade New York. That's the United States, which is my and home. And Moscow and London and Paris and the world's Math. most other recognizable skylines. Fuck all those places. The Arc Dead Triumph. Wow. You can drink champagne at the Arc de Triumph. The Arch <laughs> uh, of Triumph. When we reviewed uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Arch. When we reviewed a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, we argued for puppet as a subgenre. Does this count as a puppet movie? 
No. No, because he possessed a puppet and there was a puppet and a guy got turned into a giant marionette. This has none of that. This just and most of it isn't puppets. Most of it's miniatures and guys in suits. Yeah, you jag off. Okay. I think we're I you think are we're done with this jag section. off. <laughs> All right. So this is my guilty pleasure movie because look, full disclosure, I fucking love this movie. I watch this a decent amount. Um this movie's fun as shit. So, so give me your history with this one real quick. Okay. I came across this movie uh, in elementary school with my friend Ben. Uh, we wow. Stumbled full name just movie. being outed on oh, the Oh, yeah. First and last of kids I knew in elementary school. And what's his uh, social? <laughs> it's uh, 472. <laughs> uh, and I immediately fell in love with it because we were of that age where foreign movies weren't a thing that I had been terribly exposed to by this point, and certainly not foreign movies that I enjoyed watching in any way, shape, or form. And this one, we popped it in, and then there it's it's a Japanese movie right off the bat. The thing starts with, we'll get into this later, but just raw exposition with the subtitles, and it's a Japanese movie, and it's... But then it's fucking awesome. There's monsters so answered, all over the fucking place. You answered one of my questions, which was... Did you, I mean, you've probably seen both versions now, but did you see or would you recommend one version over the other, the subtitled versus the dub? I have honestly never seen the dubbed version. Okay, interesting. Oh, well, that's the version I would recommend, so. Oh. <laughs> I feel like there's something about this type of movie that lends itself well to the dubbing, but. I certainly think dubbing we'll would be fine, later. but I think this is also a movie you could watch with no dialogue whatsoever and you'd have the same experience. Oh, the dialogue comparable. does not matter. Yeah, it might improve the experience, actually. <laughs> <laughs> frankly how about you guys what what did you think when i i still have more questions I... for you oh okay so good. you're not getting off the hook yet um number now... one what's a hypotenuse I, i'd like to be high on pot noose okay jake you take over those number are all two. the questions i have wow number two because mark's question was one do you do you get it i made a key and peel reference you please see. please validate me uh, Jack, had you seen any other Godzilla flicks prior to this? When you first I had saw not. Uh, when I was, I don't know, nine years old when I first saw this. So this is your Ish. introduction. This was my introduction to the kaiju thing. So all the it's monsters a... living in harmony on Monster Island could have been whatever to you. It Mothra, was just a thing. I was unaware that they, Godzilla's frankly, sons in this one, which is weird. Manila? Minizilla or Miniilla? Uh, Godzilla's son's better. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, this was my introduction to the kaiju. Rodan. I'll, okay, anyway. Um, Gorosaurus. Uh, I got I got the whole list. We'll, we'll get into all the monsters. Okay, later. we're going to have to run them down. Great. Yep, we'll um, run them down. That'll be fun. Okay, we can offload it onto me. Um, oh, wait, no, I have another question. Oh, Jesus yes, Mark. Christ. Jack, did you yes, ever sir. watch the Godzilla cartoon show that was on Fox on Saturday mornings? I had seen the Godzilla cartoon on Saturday morning cartoons. And what are your thoughts on it? Best cartoon I, ever? I enjoyed or it. Or best cartoon ever. Look, it was ever. no Wish Kid, but I enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay, good. Likely story. Deep analysis. It came, on, it came on, it was weird because it was, that, that show was a little bit before our era, but it got reruns yeah. Yeah, yeah. in our era. Yep. And the time that they put it on was around the same time that Power Rangers and Beast Wars were also on. And fuck me if I wasn't going to like Power Rangers and Beast Wars more than Godzilla. So, they definitely never overlapped because they were all on Fox, weren't they? 
Yeah, no, I'm just saying they overlapped, but it was on around the same time. It was like this bullshit hour where you get these rerun cartoons, and then you get Beast Wars and Power Rangers and the good shows. You watch all of those, including the Ghostbusters cartoon. And you I sit there on your ass one. all day. See? And I watched Wish Kid, and I watched... Oh, fuck, I'm too drunk. What's the, the show that had uh, all the... All-Stars. I watched the All-Stars. Where Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan and Bo Derek. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, not Bo Derek. <laughs> Bo Derek. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Little bit different. The other Bo. The other most famous Bo. Uh, mm-hmm. Got together and fought crime with their superpowers. Was there another one? Was there a baseball one? No. Really? I didn't watch the show. <laughs> that was it. I feel like there probably okay. was. There's probably a baseball one. Bo Derek. Uh, Bo Jackson was the baseball guy. <laughs> he was the baseball guy and the football guy? <laughs> and the football guy. Okay, I guess he can double dip. He is the greatest yeah. athlete of all time, so... Okay. That was great. his superpower. Well, I mean, you're forgetting about Bo Derek, but... Sure. Um, And then Wish Kid would come on, and Wish Kid was great. Mm-hmm. And then at, like, noon, it would turn to fishing. I remember that. There was, a, there was like, a hard stop on the cartoons. <laughs> and it was bad. They gave fishing. you They gave you a nice buffer with American Gladiators sometimes. American Gladiators is a great show. We need to get back on track, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else do you want to know about Wish Kid? No, that's not back on track. (laughs) My experience with this movie, I had only seen it once prior to this viewing, and it was a long, 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 long time ago. Um, I wasn't as young as you, Jack, but I was young teens, probably. Saw it. Okay. Felt like I had seen it. Haven't had a desire to revisit it, but there you go. Interesting. In what context did you watch it when you were a young teen? Uh, Like at a sleepover? At a hangout session, I don't know if it was a... <laughs> was it a date? Session. Did you see it on a date? It was not a date, Mark. Did you see it on a date? No. Shocking. Yeah. Had you seen this movie before, Mark? No, I had never seen this movie. I'm not sure I'd ever heard this movie. I am not one for kaiju movies. Um, I've seen the 2000 uh, Godzilla movie. Oh, God I've seen the Brian Cranston Godzilla movie, and I've seen Pacific what? Rim, and that's So you've seen it. bad movies. Well, Pacific Rim Pacific is Pacific Rim's good. Yeah, yeah. But the other two are uh, horseshit. Jesus, the Matthew Broderick one? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of the fuck? worst movies ever. That's your introduction to the kaiju genre? That was that was the one where, where Sean P. Diddy Combs sampled Cashmere and made a song out of it. Mark, you really yeah. do Come With a Me, favor. I think. I think it was called yeah, Come that, With I, Me. I know, yeah, that's a good song. Um, you really, you really need to go back and watch the original Godzilla, though. You know, I watched this one with my wife uh, last night, and my wife, my wife. I don't think she'll allow me to watch any more Godzilla. No, the original Godzilla is dope, dude. Maybe I'll start her off with Shin Godzilla when it comes out on DVD yeah, next that, week. That's a supposed to be a good little look. So. So this movie is is a very... Th- there's a reason this is my guilty pleasure movie. This is a very particular, weird intersection of the kaiju movies and the absurdity of everything else and just fuck a lot of stuff that's going on. All we're worried about is whatever leftover special effects scenes we have and cobbling them together into a movie. <laughs> yep. So much Don't like... let this color your opinion of the first two Godzilla movies and the original Mothra and the original... Go ran and all, all the great kaiju movies. They're worth a watch. Okay. 
I'll have to wait for my wife to be out of town, but I'll I'll circle back on him eventually. She really didn't like this, huh? <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Wow. I like it. Did not go over well. Which I think is going to lead us into uh, what the movie did right. In Great one transition. of the weirdest transitions ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really well, choice transition game there. I want to ask Mark, did you enjoy anything about this movie? Did you? Was there anything you thought it did right? Uh, there are certainly things it does right. Now, oh, Focus Culture, yeah. you've already said you do not enjoy the Jason and the Argonauts style effect, and that, that does nothing for you. I'm willing to give it a bit of a pass if it's as old as this movie is. If it's the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 that came out in 1990-whatever, and you're still using <laughs> Freddy, and the, or, Freddy and the Argonauts. Uh, claymation-style skeleton battles. Not exactly forgivable. If it came out almost 50 years ago, if the movie has its AARP card, okay, I'm fine with it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, what what did the movie do right for you, then? What did this movie do right? Did you like anything? Uh, let's call it the Rogues Gallery. Uh, basically, no matter what you do, if you base a movie around, like, getting a bunch of all-stars together and making them fight, you can really fuck that up and still be an awesome movie. And I might not have the history and context that you guys do for Goran and Gorosaurus and the spider thing and whatever the hell else, but I don't know. It's pretty cool to see a bunch of different claymation monsters fight each other. Yeah. Plus, I, they, completely... they they do have the great scene at the very beginning well, that's where it's just a news distinction. Ca- they're not like always claymation. I feel like they're rarely claymation. Well, okay, whatever. Dudes in suits. There's in any case, <laughs> big the, difference between the, uh, a Harry has in stop motion and a dude in a suit. <laughs> the uh, the opening scene where that well, not the opening scene, but when they first break free of the island, and it's the newscast is just like, and Godzilla's in New York, and Rodan's in <laughs> Moscow, and Mothra's in Beijing, and Gorosaurus is in Paris, and Manda's even, in London, and it goes on for like ever. Even even if you. Ignore that. The movie opens well before they break out of the island. It just opens with <laughs> unexplained exposition of all the kaiju are living on Monster Island and we've sequestered them there and they can't get out because we've made gas that prevents them from getting out. And furthermore, they all have enough food on this island. The <laughs> yeah, they can I, cherry pick dolphins whenever they want. It's amazing we'll we'll get into that in a bit, but this mark you brought up the rogues gallery which to me feels like time to go through that rogues gallery sure okay, uh that's... should we turn this into a game i absolutely feel like we should i would like to go through the rogues gallery and okay. if you cannot I... describe the monster to me i you got take it. a drink i got it okay okay uh so i'm just gonna give you godzilla because whatever yeah, I'm not going to do Godzilla, and uh, that's the only one I'm not going to do. Uh, okay, I, I think I basically have this set up to be in order of increasing difficulty. Wait, are you at the list? I have the list, Mark. No, I have the list. Oh, fuck. Well, me. how would I be able to name any of them? This is the first time I've that's seen... That's the fun part of the game. I've seen this movie 30 times. Well... Yeah, if he can do them all, it's not much of a game between him and me. Well, let's just Jake, then you do it. It's your game now. We're, we're fucking on you. Okay, fine. <laughs> Yeah, you get you get first stab at it. Okay, right. here's what happens. Jake gets first stab at it. Jack, you get to 
bet cleanup. I, I'm Whoever closing, gets more I'm, points at the end. I'm closing my notes. I'm closing my notes for the game I created for you. Whoever, whoever has more points at the end wins. All right. I'm closing my notes. Okay. Uh, this monster is in larval stage for the entirety of the movie. Monster. Wait, are you are you describing the monster and you want him to give you the name? Because that's impossible. Yeah, giving... that's hard. That's Mothra, though. That's easy. That's okay, like one of so I ones. can do it the other way. I thought that was why this was going to be difficult. No, I feel like you should do it the other way. Mark, do you think you could close your tab and do it with the description with the name and you give me the description of the Not monster? Not at all. No. Okay. Okay, so we can switch. Hard, I'll switch way. it now. We'll I'll switch it. Listener, now. this gonna, is how good we are determining how to play games. We do a lot of preparation for this particular program. Uh, all right, this one is Rodan. Jake, describe Rodan. Rodan is a flying beast. He has a beak, and he kind of just flies around and can like jut straight up and flap around. Yep, that, he's a pterodactyl. That yeah. is correct. <laughs> but he has like a more of a bird beak. Anyway. So do pterodactyls. Eh, it's not as pointy. It's like more of like a parakeet. It's a we're, bird with we're teeth. We're going to get into this later, but a, <laughs> a Pokemon lifted a number of things okay, from this Okay, don't go down that road right now. I'm in, I'm, on, I'm in the zone. Jake, okay, you have two zone. points. Next one, Gorosaurus. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's just kind of a dinosaur, isn't he? Uh, quadrupedal, long neck. Uh, he's not quadrupedal, but he does have four limbs. He's kind of just a dinosaur, right? Yeah, he's just a T-Rex. Yeah. That's yeah okay, okay. Well, fuck. Jake does not get credit for that, because T-Rexes are point? not quadrupedal and do not have long necks. I didn't think Jake Gorosaurus... Jake was thinking of an entirely different kaiju. Mm, I don't know. Okay, continue. You were absolutely thinking of a very specific, different kaiju. Okay. Next no. one. It's starting to get hard. Which one's Manda? Manda? Manda. <laughs> Manda. I don't know. Manda is Gyarados. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. The but he's like subterranean. Uh, well, no, he's he water. isn't. I didn't he even isn't see that one. one. They uh, he doesn't have a lot of screen time. They more describe him. So that's than something show that we're him. gonna get to later. <laughs> About the screen Manda time is is a a an eastern dragon, right? He's the the long, skinny dragon with four tiny little legs on his snake-like body. Okay, continue. Let's see how many points I can rack up here. Okay, Jake. Ghidorah. Ghidorah is the space three-headed king. That is correct. Yeah. And technically, Mark, I think you lose a point for that because it's King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't want to give it away because I, get I an felt extra like that gave him too much that. information. <laughs> uh, Manila. Manila is Godzilla's son. <laughs> That Asshole. is correct. Minila. Yeah. Uh, my personal favorite, Anguirus. That's the fucking porcupine dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe I have to give you credit for the last one because that's what I thought you were thinking of when you said generic dinosaur quadrupedal one. Dude, I'm telling you, I know exactly. He looks like just a dinosaur. Gorosaurus Cor- is a T-Rex, Jake. He's a T-Rex okay, looking I mofo. I thought he was quadrupedal. But Everybody our, do the isn't, He's not like a fucking... <laughs> All right, continue. Cumunga. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm trying to, like, just do process of elimination now. Is that the spider? That is the spider. Nailed it, Damn. dude. Yeah. Hmm. All what right. Else? Anyone Baragon. brain busters? There's a lot. There's, well, there's more? There's, like, four left. There, yeah, there's Baragon. There's Baragon. Yep. Uh, I don't <laughs> know this one. I got, I got, that was the hubris right there. 
full disclosure, I would have a hard time describing this one too because I haven't seen the movies he's in. He's the one that all, as as best I can tell, he's an, a pig. <laughs> I guess I could give you that. It's he's he's quadrupedal. He has a horn. He could be a, like a rhinoceros too. Oh I guess. yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Okay, he I would shows say up in two scenes. <laughs> yeah, he can dig. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, well, we won't get into that. There's some trivia that he was supposed to be the one who was attacking Paris, but like didn't have the suit, so they just threw Gorosaurus in instead. Mm. But Gorosaurus can't burrow, but Baragon can. So when you see Gorosaurus digging in Paris, like, oh, <laughs> I, okay, I did have Gorosaurus. What's going on right there? Then. I did have Gorosaurus, right? Nice. Okay. Uh, Varan or Varan or I don't know, whatever. We have firmly entered the territory of monsters. I do not recall being in this film. <laughs> Varan is 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 a decent amount in this movie. No, uh, he's yes. always in the background. He's in the background of like every shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, and he's not he's not one of the monsters that attacks a main city, so it's forgivable to not know him. But he's the the flying lizard one, the glider. Yeah, he's ah. the, he's the one who can fly for basically no reason at all. <laughs> he can he can he's a, he's a glider, right? He has the webbing between his arms and legs, but he could just take off from a standing position sometimes, <laughs> like a rocket. Yeah. Yes, good for that him. is that is correct. Good for uh, him. now, awesome. Jack. Challenge round. I mean, Jake really blew that out of the water. It was like seven to two. Um, challenge round for you. Oh shit! I'm unaware of any other monsters in the movie, so I might be fucked here. There are two monsters that were supposed to be in the movie, but are not. <laughs> oh, I I haven't read anything about this movie because I don't do any work for this fucking program. They are. If you can name either of these. Let's say Mark they're both watch worth. A movie. They're both worth four points, uh, and you'll win the game. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one is. Uh, I'm gonna name um, it for you, and you can oh, describe. Oh, okay, it. cool. I was gonna say Samara. I was gonna do a funny joke about how it was Samara. <laughs> Jesus it's, Christ! It's a Goldine. Uh, no, um, Ebira. Oh my God! I got so much to say about how many, how much like Pokemon these things are. Ebira. 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 Ebira is a rock monster, like a golem, a giant, possibly with a volcano head. Uh, no, not even close. It's a giant ass <laughs> crab. It's crabby. <laughs> just, it's crabby, actually. Just say it with fucking. Are you sure it's not confidence. Kingler? It might be Kingler. Uh, okay, this one is now worth six points to tie Jake. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, you said I had seven. Yeah, and he had. I don't. I don't. I was told there would be no math. This one's called Maguma. For the win, who is Maguma? Maguma. All right. All right. First it was to tie, now it's to, for the win. When I Maguma is a lemur. <laughs> no, it is a giant walrus. <laughs> it's Dugong. Both mammals. I got to get some points for that. You get no points for that. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so... That's a rundown of all the monsters in the movie, I as much as they're great. in the movie, which we'll get into more in the What This Movie Does Wrong. But I for now, great. we're in the What This Movie Does Right. Jake, what does the movie do right? I did great. You did. Actually, I gotta give you props. You kind of nailed that. Thank you. Thank you. It means a lot. Um, Well, Jack, I'm glad you asked, and you gave me the first bite of the apple. The well, monster battle at the end yeah. is pretty yeah. spot on. I mean, that's why you I, watch the movie. The rest of the movie, you could honestly fast forward through, in my opinion. I, <laughs> Just watch the last 10 minutes and you're fine. I I love that scene. That, the fight Dude, scene at the end, it goes on. they just beat the shit out of Ghidorah, man. They and just it's, kick it's, his ass. 
so refreshing because of their uncut, unbroken shots of this fight. For, I mean... And that little fucking hoodlum Godzilla son's just over there, like, giving him the crowd. <laughs> like, yeah. and, then, and then randomly <laughs> the blows a smoke ring to finish him off. Yeah, he strangles <laughs> one of his heads. It's great. With fire. But he dude, how, fire. King Ghidorah was not going to stand a chance, because didn't he lose earlier in one of the earlier movies to, like, just two of these motherfuckers, and this time he was up against, like, 11? Yeah, but it's a different King Ghidorah. Duh. Space juice. Totally, totally different monsters. He has the power. He's like, he's like all of the basketball players. He got all of the basketball power. He's Pretty much. He's the supreme monster. He, that, he is. He is, he is, in the first movie, he was just a Martian. But in this movie, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. So, you're right, though. He didn't stand a fucking chance. No, he was always going to get his ass kicked. Well, because Earth's monsters team up, and who the fuck is going to stand a chance, Jake? No one. That's who. Because Earth. Yay, Earth. Dude, you know what you should do? Someone, okay, patent, copyright, has already been filed, don't even bother, listener. That's trademark. You should cut the fight scene of these monsters with the sound of the speech from Independence Day. (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit. That'll be available in the review. Holy fucking shit. And you're welcome. Also, uh, another version, cut it with everybody do the dinosaur. No. Boom, boom, akalakalaka, boom. That's what should roll in the credits. Because <laughs> there will be credits. At least 45 minutes of credits for our 35-second long clip. <laughs> Jake, that's a fair point of what the movie did right. Um, I'll, I'll jump on board again. I think, uh, Mark, to go along with your, they did a good job of creating the rogues gallery of they just threw in every kaiju to which they had access. Uh, I like that they made... They, they I don't know if they did a good job of making each monster feel distinct and separate, but they tried really hard to. Each of the kaiju's roars is crazy different, and they went really far out of their way to make that so. They used crazy different sounds for each particular kaiju's roar some of them are cheetahs some of them are monkeys some of them are humans screaming some of them are just pots and pans clanking around like they went one of them nuts. one of them just a guy going uh. <laughs> and they went out of their way that's mark one thing, that's one thing that i have noticed myself which caused me to look it up on my repeat viewings is just i love the different roars of the different monsters especially during that last scene cuz godzilla's is the classic godzilla roar but there's a lot. There's a lot of distinct roars that I, I think is really cool. I like it, that a lot. I I, I kind of struggle to see the distinction part of it. There are some that are like subtly different, but ultimately it's generally like a cadence thing. <laughs> I they're yeah. I mean they're not just directly recorded versions of like a cheetah because they record oh, no, a cheetah or whatever and then they put it through a synthesizer. They're all or wildly edited. Absolutely, they're <laughs> yeah. wildly edited. Yeah. And it does make for the final scene just being five minutes of various high-pitched squeaking noises. I I don't know. I really dig the different roar of the <laughs> monsters. I mean, I'll agree with you insofar that Godzilla's roar is iconic and incredible. Yeah, and not sure I'll go to this much. day, including in the Babadook. <laughs> yeah, and as the the green the green Zord from Power Rangers. Yeah, Tommy Oliver's Dragon Zord. Good work. I think you really cracked that one. I don't think anyone else has ever made that connection. 
I think, Mark, you'll find that if you do a search of the internet, I'll be the first one, the earliest connection between those things. Have you have you registered it as a trademark? Again, not how that works. I think they do. I'm the one who registered as a trademark that I noticed that two sounds sound the same. That's try my it. trademark? Yeah, try it. Oh, See yeah, that'll, great. that'll go terrifically. Um, uh, <laughs> Are we so still talking? Mark, what else does the movie do right? Um... This goes both ways. This is actually a good transition category. Uh, the campiness I, of it. I got a lot more to say about what it does right, so we're not we're not into transitions yet. Well, I'm just going to bring this back up again. Uh, the campiness of it. Okay. Right? This is what I feel like a lot of people seek out uh, kaiju movies for, is the bonkers nature of the storyline and the effects and... Dialogue, basically everything. Essentially, every single part of this movie, <laughs> if you take it seriously, your head will explode. If you are watching this movie from like a mystery science theater type of perspective, yeah, it works perfect. You really need to watch the original Godzilla, Mark. You, yeah, this is crazy. Because, but it you're is you're not absolutely that. not wrong. No, you're not wrong about this. They definitely there was a transition in the way that Godzilla himself, like visibly manifested in some of these movies like he was originally much more menacing and they totally like they changed the costuming of godzilla down to be more friendly as the movies went along i would honestly freaking minizilla just looks like the goddamn baby dinosaur from the dinosaurs show dude that's such a shame (laughs) mark don't get me fucking started on the dinosaurs i'm the baby gotta love me (laughs) shut the fuck up mark uh another thing i (laughs) fucking love about this movie you're right about the campiness it's great jake i'm just i'm pushing through because i don't want to start talking about the dinosaurs because i will not stop <laughs> thanks I don't we've know already hit our quota of me. tangents for the episode because you were gonna have to stop me it was gonna be you that stopped me that's true another thing i love about this movie is the score and it goes along Damn. with the campiness i really do it's so dramatic and awesome and There's over the so top many Fuck it over the top. And Everything when stuff gets like more dramatic, times. there's more and more horns. It's it's the i it. This is the iconic over the top score. It's great. Okay, what else does it do right? It's your turn. No. <laughs> what? Just no. Just no. He redacted it. I didn't redact it. <laughs> he passed. Typical sure. Mark maneuver. Jack, no, this uh, is Jack's guilty pleasure. He's the one that has a million things it does, right? I actually really dig the effects, especially for the time here. I think they blend pretty well. There's, There are, I'm not saying all the effects are great. Look, there's some really rough shit in here, and the green screen stuff especially is brutal. Yeah, but, well. But they do a, I mean, almost all the effects here are practical, and they had to be because it was 1968. And the... They blend the costumes with the miniatures very, very well. I think the the lasers actually serve the overall movie pretty well because they look fucking sort absurd. Of but yeah, exactly. Yeah, they go along with the campiness. I won't disagree with you on that part. I I do think that from an effects standpoint, there's a lot going on here that should be mentioned. Like they do a lot of work with, like you said, costumes and miniatures, and you have scenes where they're mixing those rear projection front projection like a bunch of different shit is going on all in one scene and i think that that's pretty cool you don't see that a whole lot it's not no 
preeminent example of like this is how you should do this, but hey, it's it's there. They definitely <laughs> tried it all. So and it's the ninth movie in a franchise, and they're still doing that. And they they went nuts on it. Well, and they still built sets like the alien spaceship. They still did other. They still cool shit. built sets. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't only that kind of stuff. I'm which happy they it would built be easy sets to fall back movie. on that stuff. I don't yeah. know, Jack. I don't. I don't think these sets stack up very well against the cave from the descent. Uh, I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> Look, I I don't have too much else to say about how great this movie is because most of the other stuff is just how fucking absurdly campy it is some of the crazy lines in the movie the facial expressions on the <laughs> terrible acting it's it all just contributes to my overall enjoyment of the movie though. the one the one guy they're interviewing uh who's like the doctor or whatever about the fate of the world and he's just like well this is what's happening if you'll excuse me i'm tired <laughs> but i do think i think my last thing that that's important to mention is if you're going to go with just the fuck it, we don't care about exposition. If you're going to go that path, and and this is what we're about as a movie, this does it exactly right. This is if you're going to go that way, go all the way that way. Go, just start your movie with narration, explaining exactly what's going on. Have a guy say these monsters have broken out. We don't know what's going on. Have a newscaster say they're attacking the most popular cities in the world, and then have a a color commentary announcer on the final monster fight for some fucking reason. <laughs> it's awesome. If you're going to do the exposition thing, there is nobody who's committed harder to exposition than this movie. They went That's true. all out. We have not said enough about the color commentator guy at the end. We're just like, here's a list of all the monsters we control now. Let's see which one of them <laughs> shows up first. Hey, look, it's Godzilla. Nope, it's mini Godzilla. They just have him there on a truck with a microphone, like, let me exposit. What's happening? I Do you think he's even talking it. to anybody? Like, maybe the because... microphone's just not attached to anything, and he's just, like, the village idiot. <laughs> and this this movie does every single aspect of exposition in any movie you could imagine, right? Except for, like, a reading from a diary thing. This has every way you could do it. This has just narration with no explanation. This has newscasters. <laughs> telling you what's going on. This has a color commentator fucking announcing it for some reason. This has scientist characters telling each other what's going on when they should both already know what's happening. This has all of it, and they jam it together and just tell you what the fuck's going on. Don't worry about it. Watch these monsters kill each other. I love it. You forgot about the pull the gadget out of the person and be like, oh, mind control. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one too. Yeah. It covers that base. But that's the last uh, thing that I think the movie does right thing item yeah. yep so so mark what does the movie do wrong wow Thank you. great transition again <laughs> your transition game is strong today jack this sapporo I'm, I'm on my fourth sapporo here it's kind of jacking me up a little bit <laughs> it's jacking you up because that's your name talk uh, mark <laughs> i'm gonna bring camp back up hey. I, this movie this movie is a very difficult one to recommend to anyone. It <laughs> what? like <clears throat> Excuse me? Do you uh, would you recommend this movie to your mom? Yes, and have. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if I recommended this to my parents, I would get disowned. Maybe not that drastic, but they would certainly hate it. I don't I, know, do you, do you recommend over the top westerns to your dad? This is along the same lines like 
I tell my dad to watch, like, fucking bananas spaghetti westerns with crazy shootouts and people flying all over the room because it's a fun thing to watch when crazy shit's happening. This is along the exact same lines. I, I think you have to have a specific disposition for the genre. Uh, and by that, I mean this specific subgenre in order to enjoy the movie. There is goofiness here, but it's just, I mean, I, I'm not certain this was a well-made movie when it came out, and I don't think it aged well on top of that. Uh, okay, I agree with you in terms of I don't think this was a well-made movie when it came out either, and that's going to transition actually well into what I think the movie does wrong. Because there are 40-minute chunks of this movie with no monsters in them whatsoever. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and those parts are legitimately Suck. very difficult to watch. Especially, Look, especially when they chunks. take like... Yeah, and and probably 10 minutes of those 40 minutes chunk. 40, 40 minutes chunk. <laughs> 40 minutes chunk, yes, like Attorney's General or Alarm's Clock. Yes, uh, and large chunks of those 40 minutes chunk are just one or like one group trying to do a single repetitive task. <laughs> Cut Like cutting down a tower with a laser. <laughs> it's not a tower, it's like a... Seven inch in diameter sphere on a two inch in diameter base that made of plastic. They spend, I think it might be a four minutes, just four <laughs> minutes straight of this movie with the laser, the light just pointing at this thing. And then the, uh, I mean, the shootouts are the same way. It's just this guy shoots, 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 this guy shoots. endlessly. Yeah. Almost every scene involving the aliens is brutal. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Jake, how about and you? What does the movie do wrong? I'd just like to point out before I move on that if we're going to abide by the 40 minutes chunk sort of thing, say there are two of them, that leaves, even with just two of those 40 minutes chunk, eight minutes of monster time <laughs> in the remaining allotment for the it's movie. It's probably about and right, I th- actually. I think yeah, that's a little bit unfair. I think there's one 40 minute chunk towards the beginning where in between when you first see the monsters that's and then half when the they movie. show back up. Yeah, there's about half the movie where you see nothing. The second one isn't quite 40 minutes, because that final scene takes a long time. So let's say it's 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that's, a 40 that's minute three chunk quarters and of the a movie. 20 minute chunk. There's not a lot of monsters in this movie about destroying all the monsters. Yeah, so that actually segues nicely into one of the things that I think it does wrong. I think the biggest, most egregious thing is for being a movie about destroying all the monsters, for being an ensemble cast of monsters. You see, like, six of the monsters as pretty much just footnotes for, like, a fraction of a second. They're they're barely in there. Their cameo appearances, it's horseshit. Yeah, they had to focus on developing the character of the aliens. Deve- right? force field. Yeah. I, I do like the way they handle Varen, Varon, whatever the hell his name is, in like all the shots where he's just like floating in the background with his goofy smile. <laughs> just sort of floats past the background. Or taking off for just no reason. Just flying away. <laughs> my, why? My people need me. Like, why, so why I, do they do this? Why? Look, there's there's a reason this is my guilty pleasure movie. I think I win the guilty pleasure. Ca- ah, maybe Mark does, because the Final Destination sucks, but... Hey, now. <laughs> it's not great. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you there. It's not great. Like I said earlier, like I would just advise the fast-forward button until you get to the Royale. I mean, if you can watch the beginning part where they're on the island, because that technically has monsters. 
and it's great. And the, the guy's just expositing about how we've developed gases that keep each of them in check. And that's all the science you get. Nothing I'm, else. I'm just curious whether if this is science. in the dubbed version, but my favorite line of the movie is in that expositing of just, there's a part where he says, and furthermore, there's enough food for all the monsters to eat. That's when it swoops down and grabs a dolphin. <laughs> it's so good. Poor dolphin. Yeah, furthermore. I mean, they had and to appease the, the pita and the green pieces of the world. By showing it eating animals? By, it's the circle of life, Jack. They're cultivating animals for these monsters to eat, Mark. Isn't that just what, like, farms are, Jack? Aren't we all just monsters yeah, eating PETA, other monsters? PETA, notoriously pro-farm organization, PETA. I, I feel like there was an end to that sentence. That, did you just stop mid-sentence? You're looking at me like you're unaware that PETA is vehemently against raising animals for food. Oh. And that's their primary platform. I, I feel like they're against many things. <laughs> like fun. Full disclosure, they're they're against fun. Animal the cruelty. way we currently raise animals for food. They claim that they would in theory be This is for... too serious and I don't care uh, for it. Yeah, me neither. Fuck PETA. <laughs> this is the A to Z horror PETA cast. Tune yeah. in next week when we talk about the PETA pit. I got some more to say about Wish Kid. <laughs> uh, I have one more oh, well I God have myriad more things. I, I feel like this is going to be a good topic to go out on. This is a major miss on their part. In a movie titled Destroy All Monsters, they at most destroy one monster. Yeah, yeah. Jake brought this up. No, maybe two. Some One of them gets buried underground. He immediately Probably comes back to life and to helps. Come back. And also has two more movies after this. But nevertheless, he might get destroyed. You don't know. He gets destroyed like Goku gets destroyed in Dragon Ball Z. He's out for, like, <laughs> one episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with yeah, you. I agree with you as well. And like I said, victory nor defeat. The perfect beer choice. <laughs> oh my god, it's You're come full circle. Um, The last thing I'll say about what the movie does wrong is the green screens. Uh, When the monsters are attacking the cities with the most recognizable skylines in the world, they have... A bunch of Japanese people running across a, a soundstage where they do the worst job I've ever seen of green screening a city sky city skyscape. That's hard to say into the into the background. A skyscape, skyscape, city skyscape. I can do it. I think it's technically skyscape. Oh, I got it. Yeah, All right, right. Multiple cities, skyscape. Yeah, so that's that's not great. Agreed. <laughs> Can confirm. Looks bad. <laughs> Ratings? We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Jared from Silicon Valley would rate Ho's priority in regard to bros. Get some sleep, my bros. I'll set the meeting, and um, then I'll go find some hoes to prioritize behind you. And for 10, think of how President Barack Obama would rate your level of flow. As Jay would say, uh, he's got flow. Stories, first category to rate these movies. This was my pick, which I guess I means I'm yeah, ready for first. story. Go. Yeah. Uh, three. Look, the story here is uh, <laughs> not good. 
There's some monsters, they live on an island, they put them there, and then they get out, and there's aliens and mind control and monsters fighting other monsters. Cool. They're not that fucking worried about it, and they don't put that much effort into it. It's a Sweet. Three. Nice. Mark. I actually went with a four. I'm going higher than you are, so suck it, Jack. I like this movie more than you did. Um, honestly, there's some weird animal part of my brain that just will give this high a rating at a minimum to any movie that just has a rogues gallery of... Like, a team working together to fight aliens in it. That's that's my jam. Any movie that fits that rubric, I'm game. <laughs> that's basically all I need. Um, I, I feel like we did discount how much of this movie is spent on the moon. <laughs> how much of this movie <laughs> relates to our colony on the moon. Or yeah. Japan's colony on the moon, I suppose. And the thing is, honestly, I wasn't clear where they were most of the time. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they spent 70 minutes on the moon, and I wouldn't be surprised if they spent six minutes on the moon. When there wasn't a newscaster telling me, this is a picture of London! <laughs> also, they seem to fly their space rocket also just, like, around the world, when it, like, as an airplane. Yeah, and the one guy, the, the, like, rural security guard of the road security station on in the mountains of Japan says, oh yeah, that's the, the Y3 space rocket that can go to and from the moon. No problem. <laughs> Technically, that was just the guy, not like the sheriff policeman. The policeman was, a, was an expert in rocks, and he had a southern hillbilly accent for some reason. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't watch the dubbed version. Oh, the dubbed version is the best, man. Jake, <laughs> what'd you give this for story? Uh, I gave it a three as well. I, I think that all the things you just said after you gave it a four are reasons why it should not be a four. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're splitting hairs here. It's it's not a great story. I have no idea where people are most of the time. The only credit that I'll give that you guys haven't mentioned is that at least they made an attempt to describe why these why and how these monsters are being held on Monster Island, which is more than they could have done. Yeah, there was a guy who gave you all the exposition. Exactly. They have plenty of food, Jake. Thank you, Mr. Exposition. <laughs> yeah. It's just like us. World... We have plenty of beer. <laughs> we do. That's true. World building and immersion is our next category. Uh, and I'm going to give it a four for world building and immersion. A lot more of this is for world building than immersion. And that's only because of my history with this movie and with the kaiju movies in general that this movie spawned. Um I love all the kaiju shit. I love this. I love that they took all the monsters and they crammed them onto an island and then they pheromoned them to not fight each other, but then eventually had to fight a common enemy because Earth, fuck yeah. Uh, That that does enough for me to bring this up from the the absolute bottom floor and give it a subpar average of subpar grade of four. Mark? Jack, you you actually managed to talk me up in my rating a little bit. um, Wow. Wow. Because... I do think this is building a world. I was pretty eloquent, Jake. I was pretty eloquent. I mean, I, I did kind of disregard the world building part, and there is a significant amount of backstory that this movie's bringing in and evoking. I gave mm-hmm. it a two. Um, <laughs> you talked. <laughs> I you, talked you up from a one. You talked me up from a one. Um, I'll take it. I have no idea how you could be immersed in this movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> Jake, how about you? Were you immersed in this movie? I was more immersed than a one. Did you give it a two? No, I gave it a three. Okay. Um, it's for pretty much the reasons you guys just mentioned. There is a backstory there that is worth noting. Uh, outside of that, it's a movie that is very easy to... I found myself on my phone a lot. Um, 
just kind of waiting for what I know is going to come at the end, which is a bit of an unfair rating because you kind of have to try to take this as a first time viewer. But if I were a first time viewer, I don't know if I would have stayed for that cherry on top. So I mean, I, that's fair. I only did because I was required to. Yeah. <laughs> Leslie fell asleep. So I don't blame her. <laughs> In a way, she did not. <laughs> yeah. She's not a professional, Mark. She's an enthusiast. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Scare factor. Scare factor. This is a good one. Uh, this is going to have to be a one for me. <laughs> Wait, so hold on. This was scarier than from Dusk Till Dawn? Yes, it was. Fuck off, <laughs> Such a douchebag. Aliens are scary, man, and they have impenetrable force fields. A zero. They came to us. A zero on a one to ten scale. Yep. And this wasn't a zero. This was a one. Neither was from Dust Till Dawn, you'll find. Wait a minute. minute, uh, What did I give? A zero. Yes, I did. And this was a one. (laughs) I mean. On the one through ten scale. So I'm I'm just going to create an argument here. Oh, I guess Jack. (laughs) Jack, you didn't give Cloverfield scare. Jake, you gave Cloverfield an eight. Yeah, that's a whoops. (laughs) 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 Because it's scary when things. (laughs) Because it's scary when things attack cities. So the and, and it's scary when people can live that long after being impaled. Yeah, they're, they're probably zombies. Yeah, there are a lot of things. There's also some heights. Fear of heights are neat. Um, Jake, you should give this more than a one because it has a spider in it. So here's the reason. If I, I, I now have to defend my Cloverfield rating. It was too high, first of all. But yeah, I told you it was too high at the time. I I do feel like there's something to be said for having that you're the person that is in if you were plopped into that situation that would be about the scariest thing that could possibly happen to you so you've given that is... mark so much shit for making that exact argument before eh. if i also... do a lot of mental gymnastics and put myself in that situation and think about having no other resources then i'd probably be scared all right you ready for this bit of mental gymnastics motherfucker godzilla's son blows a smoke ring in this movie it's a one <laughs> uh same score same reasons <laughs> yeah 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 not a scary movie effects uh, or judicious like thereof is our penultimate category i'm gonna give it a seven our most effects. interesting category for this one look this movie came out in 1968 mm-hmm. that's a long fucking time ago and i think they did a very good job of blending the costumes and miniatures and claymation and everything they had going on with everything else is it perfect absolutely not but it's really good and they did a shitload of it and it's losing points for the lasers and the green screen and that one scene where the guy points a light at a plastic two-inch column for i don't know 11 straight minutes but apart from that it's it's pretty good it's a high score mark Mm. how about yourself uh, I mean, I'm going to go with a two here. I'm going the opposite what? direction of where you're going. You, what? Dude, really? These were bad looking effects in 1969. No, they weren't. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not Nosferatu, better effects. Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, better effects. They're totally different, dude. I, yeah, okay, fine. Like they, Mark, they're, they're working with a system where they can bank on the terrible terrible quality of the cameras those cameras would have had to have been much lower quality to pull, <laughs> to pull that off 
No, they, they, they speed up Nosferatu by 300% to make him look creepy. And I agree that it makes him look creepy, but they're playing in a different world. So, they're playing in a world where somebody literally painting a picture on paper as the background of distorted buildings makes it look creepy and weird. Okay, forget I evoked Cabinet and Nosferatu. These movies are well-regarded because of how campy the effects are. No one watches these movies and is like, I can't believe the special effects they have. I've never had that conversation with anyone ever. If anyone evokes Godzilla in casual conversation, it's because it's a dude in a suit punching a cardboard building. Uh, no. I'm I'm not certain that it, it detracts overall from the experience of the movie, but I, I'm not going to give this a high rating for effects. You're going to give it one of the lowest ratings you've ever given. Yeah, the movie doesn't look good. Hmm. Wow. Jake, how about you? I'm giving it a five and a half. I think it's barely, barely better than middling. I will agree with Mark. I don't think this looked like super, super duper fantastic even for the time. But at the same time, it's using a lot of different techniques, which I'm going to go ahead and give credit for, even though they weren't all totally spot on. There's some like there's some shit in here, like you mentioned, Jack, with some of the green screen work. But some of the stuff with the way they mix costuming and uh and miniatures and then they had front projection rear projection a bunch of different types of ways to play with perspective essentially that didn't look bad i still don't think that looks bad it is campy yeah but it's kind of hard not to have something like that look of the era and campy in a way um ultimately not good not too bad either i'm just bumping it a bit over the middle pretty bad you look pretty bad also true a two, Mark. That's bonkers. I I actually feel like I am even con- like even allowing for a historical bias here. I don't think you are. No, you're not. If this movie came out today, it would objectively be a one. I think you can say that. Now it have yes. if this movie came out today, it would have fucking so much charm for looking like that. That'd be like an eight. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. It would look like Monsterland. You gotta that try for that movie shit. I watched because I lost a bet, and that looked like shit. I did not enjoy the charm because it felt forced. But well, there you go, Ugh. Mark. I'm gonna be making fun of you for this about come come December. Ooh, ooh. Oh, okay. I'll, I there will get there's gonna be plenty of categories you guys can make fun of me on by then. I assure you. <laughs> Which leaves us with overall, and. True to a guilty pleasure, this movie absolutely does not deserve the rating it's getting from me, but I'm giving it a six. Look, this movie isn't a six. Jake, you you mentioned it's the ninth movie in the franchise. I thought it was the eighth, but it's the ninth movie in the franchise. It's a lot. There's a lot. It's, It's absolutely and inarguably not one of the highest quality movies in the franchise, and there's a lot of fucking movies in the franchise. 29. It's... Yeah, it's not great, objectively. But, man, do I enjoy this fucking movie. That monster fight scene at the end is so great. I I, I give it so much credit for fully jumping on board the expositing train 
in a way that no Which other movie I've ever seen do. does. But but I I give them shit get it. for exposition, and this one goes exactly the opposite direction. Yeah, we're gonna do exposition, and we're gonna do all of the exposition. <laughs> really, it's also not it. trying to be a serious movie. No, like, certainly not. Like the characters aren't believable, so why not just have them exposit? Whatever. And and there's a certain way of. This was a big budget movie when it came out because this franchise has made so much money in Japan and and now you can't have a big budget movie with nobody of note, nothing going on except these monsters. But but at this era, the monsters are the thing you're going to see and this was for the monsters. And it was just like, fuck it, we're at this point in the franchise that we're just going to call this movie Destroy All Monsters and then we're not going to destroy any of them. Well, this is a in- movie about the monsters. <clears throat> Don't worry about anything else. Yes, they spent too long on not the monsters for a movie ostensibly about those monsters, but still, it's a six. I don't think that's a fair rating, but it's the rating I'm giving it. So interestingly, I I read this online. I didn't have time to vet it, so it might not be true. But supposedly, this movie is was slated to be the final movie of the franchise because they had really fallen off correct. in popularity. That that is correct. Okay, but then basically. They accidentally created an awesome movie, and everyone loved it, and it revitalized the franchise. <laughs> which means your yeah. rating is what? I gave it a four, uh, which notably is the tied for the highest rating of any of the categories. This is exactly what this movie should be, like Jack is saying. It's a guilty pleasure. It's not. It's objectively a bad movie. But you enjoy watching it, because it's a bunch of monsters fighting each other. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Or at least the, the 20 minutes that have monsters in it are fun. <laughs> and actually, yeah. I, I really even did enjoy just the goofiness of the human scenes, too. Just, like, the and random acts of dialogue. And the, honestly, I was, I laughed really fucking hard when they spent seven minutes cutting the, like, cutting the weird tower thing. It's, and the, and the climax fun. of that scene that lasts for literally two minutes of it them just, just cutting back and over. forth. is It doesn't even fall over. It tilts, like... 20 degrees. <laughs> you just kind of like, boop. And before Jake goes, because I didn't get a chance to bring these, chance to bring these up, I, I want to talk about my two favorite lines of dialogue from this movie, or up there amongst my two, I, at least in the, uh, the subtitle version. Okay. There's a part in the movie where the, the, the moon patrol is coming back down to Earth and fighting the monsters. And the, the first mate of, of that moon patrol... Looks at the captain. They've been shooting at Godzilla for a while, and then they're flying away because there's more monsters. And he says, Captain, period. Running away sucks, period. Let's fight back. (laughs) (laughs) And the way the guy delivers the line, even in Japanese, is so clearly, um, I I don't know, it's so incensed, so unemotional. Just, Captain, running away sucks. Let's fight back. (laughs) <laughs> so staccato so just ah uh, i that's a great that's a great one and then at a later point in the movie he says we need to get in touch with the moon and it's just they cut the music they cut the dialogue they zoom in on the guy's face he's one of the chief politician guys he says we need to get in touch with the moon and they zoom the fuck in on his face <laughs> you have to <laughs> it's awesome yeah so jake you can give and it your that's why this gets a four and a half it gets a tilt yeah. up from me too. It's more fun than any of its individual ratings. Well, never mind. Effects are higher. 
it's more fun than you would think from the surface but really like i've said it a few times i don't know if i would recommend watching this movie in its entirety i would however highly endorse watching the fight scene at the end a lot of fun which is probably available on youtube i would imagine oh yeah just watch that listener just just skip the rest it's fine which i guess means i need to talk about why you should get drunk and watch this with your buddies yep yeah fitting for your guilty pleasure absolutely look this this is a guilty pleasure movie this and and i think if the three of us were in a room together drinking and watching this movie we would have a fucking blast True. Yeah, there would be a lot of fucking lulls, but we you can even find stuff to have fun with in those lulls. There's absurd lines of dialogue, there's crazy shit going on, there's just talking about how stupid it is that a movie called Destroy All Monsters has a 44-minute chunk with no monsters in it. It's gonna be a fun time, it's going to be a meta-commentary, but you're still gonna have a blast fucking drinking and watching this with your buddies. And then, it's gonna be culminated by an epic fight scene between a shitload of different monsters. You can talk about which monsters you know and which monsters you don't. Either way, you'll have fun. (laughs) Mark, why shouldn't you watch this with your buddies? Uh, I Look, I endorse watching this with your buddies if your buddies are a bunch of kaiju enthusiasts and you know what you're getting yourself into. If you put this on at a usual party... Probably Most still go over at well. At best, will will not pay attention. It might go over well. It, I mean, my wife was who loves horror movies was asleep uh, half an hour into the movie, and she, but, I mean, she was like lively and energetic when it started, and then it was just an incredibly boring movie, and she fell asleep. But at a party, Look, this is a great background yeah. movie. Though you're not sitting down to watch a movie at a party. Yeah. We always kind of change what this game means half the time. If it serves our purpose, we're just like it's great for not watching. But Mark, so if that's was, what we're talking your, about, your yeah, this point movie is was a that great you could turn this on watch. at a party and it would stink. Uh, this I, was your point, right? I think it like if you turn this on at a party, I, I I can't really knock it too much for if you don't pay attention to it, it's not bad. But if you are putting this on as like a movie watching party and you don't have a mystery science theater crowd. And you have a crowd that doesn't know what they're getting into, then this <laughs> is you've invited, not going to go over well. If you've invited ten somber horror enthusiasts over to watch a serious movie, they won't like this. No, if you've just invited ten average human beings over. If your friends aren't kaiju nerds, then this probably won't go over I, well. I fully disagree with you. If you invite a bunch of people over to hang out and drink beers and play beer pong and have a movie on in the background, they'll fucking love this shit. They'll love the beer pong they're playing. So I'm going to implement a new rule here. Where the person... Mark loses? What? No. Mark loses? Where the person not playing this game picks a winner. What happens when there's a tie? Well, Mark, I'm glad you you asked because I implemented that rule and I'm going to say it's a tie this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think what we've landed on is that... This is a movie that is better to watch with your buddies and drink beers than the alternative, than the opposite of that. However, I don't know if it's the movie you should watch with your buddies and drink some beers considering what you have available to you. Sure. Right? Sure. Great. So it's a tie. You brokered a piece. <laughs> Look at that. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I meant more along Mark, the lines. We've reached a detente. I, I meant more along the lines of like, what if it's two versus one? Like, what if you two give it the same overall score? We'll figure that out, Mark. We'll My dog Mo Picks. We'll, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, Mo Picks. That doesn't seem fair, but all right. She's been raising her paws, and frankly, she's been voting against me, so. <laughs> now, she's well, not a loyal. I mean, dog. you took her Gatorade bottle, Jack. No, I took Coda's Gatorade bottle. I kicked her out hours mm. ago. Well, Wonderful. dogs stick together. I think we have fourth segment this week. We do. Should Let's we take a that. quick break? So we've reviewed Destroy All Monsters, but we've all been drinking a fair little bit, and we want to keep hanging out, and we haven't done a fourth segment in quite a little while. Mark, I understand you've been playing a horror video game, if such a thing could exist. If such a thing could exist. I've been what playing numerous uh, <laughs> horror video games. We've been kind of workshopping this for a while, honestly, to pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, we are officially, I think, calling this a new segment that we're going to do sporadically. I'm not going to hold our feet to the fire and get this out every other week or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I guess welcome to Chasing Ghosts. Ah? Oh, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> Jake made that up. Just full disclaimer. Um, we're going to talk about horror video games that we're all playing. Uh, I think to kick things off this week, we're going to start with uh, Doom, which technically is the 2016 version, which is Doom 4. I don't know why they stopped numbering them. But because you can't have natural titles. That doesn't work in well, any medium. <laughs> so 50% of the games in this franchise have the same name now, is the problem with this. Yep. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Doom's, obviously, okay. Doom's obviously a game that came out in the early 90s, right? 1993, if memory serves. And I've played that one. I've played Doom. I think, Everybody's yeah, I, honestly, Doom, if you dude. feel like it, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can go out there and just find, like, if you just play, like, Doom Flash in Google, yeah. fairly confident it'll just come up. You can play the whole damn thing for free on Google. Uh-huh. I I would bet money you can. Absolutely. Uh, and if you can't, just go searching through your drawers. You probably have it on a three-and-a-half-inch <laughs> floppy. <laughs> no one keeps those, man. I haven't You'd seen a three-and-a-half-inch floppy in a decade. How hard would it be for me to get a floppy drive hooked up to my computer here? Uh, not hard at I'm all. I'm asking actually. for a friend. Not, not even remotely difficult. Actually, what you are can... you going to play on a floppy drive? Doom. I have. Some We're talking about the game. Interesting. 16-bit pornography. I'd like to view. <laughs> it's all That's ASCII. Fair. It's all ASCII. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and anyways, this was the franchise that invented first-person shooter. Um. Actually, historically, if you go back and you look when the original like mid-90s first-person shooter games are coming out, like the original Medal of Honor and stuff. That might even be a little bit earlier than that, but uh, they were called Doom clones. Like, that was the name of the genre originally. We didn't really call things first-person shooters until much, like, early 2000s. Fun little okay. factoid there. That That's interesting. I, I have a legitimate question for you, just based on the own my own experience with first-person shooters. When did Castlevania come out? That first Castlevania game. Castlevania wasn't a first-person shooter. Oh. <laughs> it was a side-scroller where you played as Dracula, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I don't know. 
Yes. Okay. I'm just I'm just <laughs> conflating that with Doom in my head. Then cool. I you, think you, you might be thinking you might mean Wolfenstein. I believe you. Oh mean Wolfenstein. my God! I absolutely mean Wolfenstein. Yeah. yeah. That was a trick question. With Mecha Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Mecha Hitler. Um, <clears throat> according to this, it came out in 1981, which seems like many many years before Doom. It's several moons before. Quite quite a few moons. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I'm not. I'm I'm just saying things were called Doom clones for a long ass time. It may not have been the very very first. Then potentially that's a misnomer on my part. Uh, first person shooter, but it was the popular one. It was the thing that I mean. It's the Blair Witch Project to whatever other things last broadcast. Sure, 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 sure. Um, <laughs> to whatever other things, Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, frankly, I didn't know there were video games in 1981. Um, in any case. Doom 4, so it's been, whatever, 20 plus years, and we've had four games. Uh, So there's actually quite a bit of distance between the individual entries. Um, And it's it's kind of funny if you stack them all up next to each other. But long story short, they've always been about the exact same thing, which is you're a space marine, and you need to get from point A to point B because of space reasons. And uh, you have guns, and... Your hands and a chainsaw. Go at it. Uh, there's a lot of key cards you gotta find. There's like hidden walls and shit like that. But for the most part, it's just violence in space. Um, as violence in space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. That that and that actually gets at a good like sub point of of the thing here is there's this like a lot of subtle humor tied into the series. I, I'm not sure you're actually. Uh, scared of the game most of the time uh, unless you're particularly squeamish but uh, you actually probably are laughing pretty frequently as you play through this thing because there's there's warnings of like this computer system doesn't work because the demonic possession or presence is too high like some poor software engineer had to code that in as like uh, I don't know if there's too many demons around here put that blue screen up um, there's a lot of tongue in cheek humor you find these um I'm talking about Doom 4 now. You find these collectible Doom guys. They're like little action figures that you find around the map and they unlock shit. And each time you do, you uh, hear like the the original Doom 1993 uh, soundtrack and stuff like that. There's just these nice little like humorous callbacks and all that stuff. Um, As I said, as, as a horror experience, the horror here is the fact that uh, as a little bit of backstory, you are on Mars you're in a laboratory that is on Mars, and they accidentally opened up a gateway to hell. That's basically space it. hell. Space hell, yeah. So uh, it's Event I mean, Horizon. It is. If uh, or that one episode of Doctor Who, The Impossible Planet, two episodes. It it would be it would be it would be Event Horizon if Lawrence Fishburne had like a shitload of guns and power armor and was invincible. One of the and few ways that movie Who? might be better. <laughs> well, I mean, they made that into a movie. It's called Doom. It starred The Rock. Yeah, it was first person, though, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, actually, no. So there was about a five-minute segment where it was first person uh, as a as kind of a callback. But most that movie of the movie was, was horseshit, actually wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't oh. terrible. I've seen much now, worse. I've seen now, much Mark, worse. Mark, you're talking to a guy who still only owns a Nintendo 64 as the thing on which I play games, and a computer that's mediocre at best, how can I 
play this game or can I play this game? How, uh, what's... actually that's one of the things that I found absolutely phenomenal about this. I'm, I'm not sure how you would run it, Jack, but I, I, I don't have a super <laughs> you don't computer. Stand a chance in hell. Well, <laughs> luckily this game takes place in hell. Um, I, I mean, I don't have a supercomputer. I don't want to, like, mislead people. I built my computer six years ago, and it's aged moderately well. It can play stuff, but it's not, like, top of the line or anything like that. And I could play this in 4K at about 30 frames per second, kind of depending on what I was looking at. It's a lot of frames. You've already lost me. When I... Uh, I played most of it just because that's a little bit low frames for me. Um, oh, I, 30's I, low? I went back to... Yeah, it is. I, I went back thing. to... Um, 1080 with like ultra detail, all the particles, all the shaders, all that, whatever anti-aliasing. Um, and it, it never dropped below 60. Like this is a fast paced game that is highly optimized. It's, it's honestly like you don't see, well, they probably spent a lot of time on that part. What was that? They probably spent a lot of time on optimizing the game. Mark. Anyway, Jack, I, I don't know if you can run this at a perfect 1080, 60 frames or whatever, but if any game, if any blockbuster game is out there that you could just ran this thing through with your computer, you could probably give this one a shot. Okay. It's so extremely recommend. well optimized. Uh, ultimately, I, I think it's great. Great from a gaming standpoint. Uh, it's exactly what you want. The levels are fun. You, uh, <clears throat> you never really get tired because there's always these side quests and stuff that you can spend your time on as a horror experience not not really scary really not scary so uh, i guess the way we're doing this uh, the, at least initially is as a game as a horror experience as a horror game and I, I guess the thought i'll just leave you with is as a horror game it's it's mediocre honestly if you're playing a game to be scared this isn't going to get to you unless you're extremely squeamish mm-hmm. but i do actually think that bringing some horrorness into the game, like some knowledge of horror, the genre, into the game with you will improve your experience as a whole, um, and kind of just the level of fun sense. you'll have. It'll just be from a sense of it's more like funny than sure. it otherwise would be. Yeah, that makes sense. So there you go. There you have it. Our our first ever entry into chasing ghosts, the video game reviews. All right. Thanks, Thanks Mark. That must mean it's time to get the fuck out of here, huh? Yep, let's do it. This has been episode 48 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you like what you hear, please, as we mentioned it before, give us a follow or a like. And more than anything, just go ahead and tell somebody about the podcast, guys. Believe it or not, that actually does help. Uh, To check out everything we have going on, head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on one of our social media channels. You can find us over on Twitter the horror amino app or once a month coming at you on reddit with our horse horror release roundup uh that'll come at you next week actually so stay tuned for that and as always our theme music has been coming at you from space that is space without the a next week we're gonna be missing jack so mark and i are gonna take a little revisit of a movie we watched what last year it was one of your Somewhere. movies of the year mark yep i'm excited we're take about a, it. yeah we're gonna take a look a revisit episode uh at southbound from last year so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some horror movies have a great week everybody (laughs) 40 minutes chunk yes like attorneys general or alarms clock